Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You're listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Welcome to another podcast. This one launching on April Fool's Day, but this is not an April Fool's joke. Today's episode is brought to you by Lyft. Use the Derek Izzy Show discount by entering code Derek, D-E-R-E-K, 605503. Enter that code when you sign up for Lyft. Whether you sign up as a passenger or you sign up as a driver, you will get a significant discount on your first ride. Or you could be eligible for a bonus if you sign up as a driver using that code, Derek605503, and you complete 100 rides within your first 30 days. The Derek Izzy Show would not be possible without the help from our sponsors, so please sign up for a Lyft account, ride sharing at its best. If you're drunk from a party or you just don't feel like driving, get yourself a Lyft ride. And use promo code Derek, D-E-R-E-K, 605503 to get your first time discount. The topic of today's podcast was born in 1878 to two slaves. An author is quoted as saying, To know that somebody in an era of just the most appalling racism decided as a very young boy that he was going to be something unique and special, and then set out to do that is, people talk about the American dream, which is largely a myth, but he embodies it. The topic of our podcast was born to two former slaves as they were able to get their freedom and start a family with nine children. The topic of our podcast was the third-born child, Both parents worked blue-collar jobs as a janitor and a dishwasher, and they were very, very religious. They brought their children up in the Methodist religion, but the topic of our podcast rejected his religion. He did not want to be part of the structure and strict rules that the Methodist faith put upon his family. He rebelled, and he was kicked out of the church. Growing up in Galveston, Texas, he only attended school for about five years, and then he started working. He grew up in a poor neighborhood, but it was a mixed neighborhood where he grew up. Most of his childhood friends were white. He's quoted as saying, As I grew up, the white boys were my friends and my pals. I ate with them, played with them, and slept at their homes. Their mothers gave me cookies, and I ate at their tables. No one ever taught me that white men were superior to me. Having to get a job after he quit school, he was struggling to really find where he fit in. 
He worked certain odd jobs, worked at the local docks, worked at a horse track. Then he got a job working for a man who painted horse carriages. This man introduced him to the world of boxing, the topic of our podcast having never really experienced the world of boxing before. He was enthralled by it. When he was not working with the carriages or the horses, he started to take up the sport of boxing. And at age 15, he got his first fight. Now, boxing in those days was a big sport, but there were definitely major differences between the way boxing is now and the way it was back then. But at 15 years old, the topic of our podcast started finding success in the ring. In order to break into the boxing scene, the topic of our podcast started fighting in private clubs, and he started making money at this. The money became addictive. People were placing bets on him. People were placing bets against him. And he found that his skill in the sport of boxing was now able to provide him with a very good living. In 1898, the topic of our podcast turned pro. In his first professional boxing match, he was slated for a 15-round fight. And he won by knockout in the second round. He continued victoriously through more fights, winning by knockout. Now he's developing a following. The division he's fighting in, now he's earning victories. In 1899, he fought a boxer by the name of Klondike, also known as the Black Hercules. This boxer declared himself as the Black Heavyweight Champ. Fight was scheduled for six rounds, and in round five, the topic of our podcast knocked him out. One of the reasons for the success of the topic of our podcast was his fighting style. His style was not like a lot of the other fighters. Some folks in the media called his style devious and cowardly, while others strategized him as being one of the smartest men in boxing. He was basically a very defensive fighter. He was very cautious, letting the other puncher tire himself out and just waiting for an opening and then capitalizing on it. Boxers of the time were not really defensive fighters. It was just go out and punch as hard as you can and try and knock the other person out. Well, the topic of our podcast was very adept at dodging punches and then striking back, being a counterfighter. Counterfighters just weren't popular back then. That wasn't really a strategy that had been developed. But the topic of our podcast was an expert at counterfighting. As he started to see the benefits of more and more success in his boxing career, some of his unique gifts started to show. There were fights that you can actually see on YouTube where in the middle of the fight, he's holding his opponent up just so he can punch them. Because had he not been holding them up, they would have fallen down and been knocked out. But he wanted to keep punching. Several of his fights looked like he was just going out to punish the other fighter, and he wanted to keep punishing them through every round. He continued to find success working his way through most of the fighters in the black heavyweight division. By 1902, after having already won 50 fights against both black and white opponents, the topic of our podcast acquired 
the Colored Heavyweight Championship. There was a white heavyweight champion at the time, James Jeffries, but Jeffries would not fight the topic of our podcast. Blacks could box against whites for other titles, but the heavyweight championship was considered a respected and coveted position, and at the time, blacks were not deemed worthy to compete for it. This was a time of great racial tension, and the boxing world would not allow that to happen. In 1908, Tommy Burns, the Canadian world champion, he would take on the topic of our podcast. After 14 rounds, the police intervened and stopped the fight. Tommy Burns was so worn out and so beaten that the topic of our podcast had to hold him up in the later rounds to keep him from falling down and being knocked out. After defeating Tommy Burns, one of the greatest fighters in heavyweight history would have to face the topic of our podcast. James Jeffries, known as the Great White Hope for this fight, would come out of retirement. He'd been dodging the topic of our podcast, but now he would come out of retirement in order to fight the topic of our podcast. This match can be seen on YouTube, dubbed as the Fight of the Century. It would happen in 1910, a sold-out stadium with 22,000 people. The fight would go on for 15 rounds. Jeffrey's coming out of retirement against the Galveston Giant. If you watch the fight on YouTube, there wasn't much back and forth. The topic of our podcast clearly had the advantage through the entire fight. Jeffries couldn't hurt him. Every time he hit Jeffries, it made a significant impact. Finally, in round 15, James Jeffries' corner was forced to throw in the towel. The result of this fight would spark riots across America. A black athlete stepping into the white heavyweight championship realm of boxing and taking over, that sparked riots in the white communities across the United States. The riots happened in states like Texas, Colorado, New York, Washington, D.C. Riots everywhere. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Atlanta, St. Louis. Overall, 25 states had riots as a result of this heavyweight bout. Hundreds of people were injured and at least 20 were killed during the riots. But if you talk to James Jeffries, he will tell you that the best man won. After defeating the great James Jeffries, the topic of our podcast would enjoy his championship reign, but he still experienced a lot of hardships. After defeating James Jeffries, he earned $65,000, which in today's money is about $2 million. He also shut up a lot of critics who called his boxing style cowardly. Now that he was being recognized as one of the best fighters in the world, you'd think life would get easier. But it certainly did not. The topic of our podcast had a relationship with a white woman. On October 18, 1912, he was arrested for violating the Mann Act. What is the Mann Act? That is transporting women across state lines for immoral purposes because she was allegedly a prostitute. Her mom swore that, that Lucille was insane, but that didn't stop the topic of our podcast. He married her. 
but after being arrested for violating the Mann Act, he skipped bail and he left the country. He and Lucille headed up to Montreal in Canada. Then they fled to France. In order to get into Canada, the topic of our podcast pretended to be a member of a black baseball team. He and Lucille went on the run. They traveled to Europe, South America, Mexico. And in 1913, the International Boxing Union declared the world heavyweight title, which was held by the topic of our podcast, to officially be vacated. That forced the topic of our podcast to get back into the ring and fight for the heavyweight championship again. However, this fight would be a very boring fight. And there were several boring fights after that. But the topic of our podcast continued on. In fact, he was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities outside of the boxing world. For example, in 1912, he opened an interracial nightclub in Chicago. He also wrote two memoirs about his life. In 1915, the topic of our podcast lost his title to a cowboy from Kansas. The cowboy was able to knock him out in the 26th round of a fight that was scheduled for 45 rounds. Pretty crazy. 45 round scheduled fight. And the topic of our podcast actually won almost every single round. But after round 20, he just started getting tired. And as he got tired, he was no longer able to avoid the shots coming from the cowboy. Also outside of work, the topic of our podcast had an interest in white women. In fact, his three marriages were all to white women, and interracial marriages were prohibited in most of America back in those days. Eventually, after violating the Mann Act and going all over Europe, in 1920, the topic of our podcast decided to return to America and serve his sentence. At the time, always involved in extracurricular activities, he actually took the design of a monkey wrench and improved it so much so that he was able to get his own patent in 1922. What made his wrench unique was that it could be easily taken apart for cleaning or repair, and the grip on it was much better than any of the other tools that were available at the time. As I mentioned, he did have three wives. There were a lot of trust issues and a lot of infidelity on his part. Marriage was definitely not his strength. But making money was. And after starting from such humble beginnings, being part of a family, his parents being two former slaves, working very hard to raise their nine kids, and for him to grow up being one of the best heavyweight boxers in the world, making tons and tons of money. He enjoyed spending that money. And he left a legacy. There were hundreds of black fighters that would follow him, using him as a mentor, knowing that what he did was possible, that other people could do it too. He really inspired a lot of young boxers that came up behind him. One author said, People within the black community, particularly black men, revisited his image and said, wow, this guy just did whatever the heck he wanted. And he embodied the kind of powerful black masculinity that appealed to people during the black power era back in the 1960s. In fact, the topic of our podcast played a large role in the catapult 
into fame of Muhammad Ali. After having retired in 1945, the topic of our podcast made a decision to step back into the heavyweight boxing ring. He's now 67 years old. He squares off against a 66-year-old heavyweight boxer in a crazy exhibition match. We have boxers coming out of retirement today that are in their early 50s. They're not the first. These guys did it at age 66 and age 67. Out of his total 113 fights, the topic of our podcast was able to achieve 79 wins, with 44 of them being by knockout. Lost eight times, 12 draws and 14 no contests. On June 10th, 1946, one year after that heavyweight bout between the 67 and 66-year-old former champions, topic of our podcast was driving on Highway 1 near Franklinton, North Carolina. He had just visited a diner, and the diner forced him to sit in the back because that was the area that was allocated to black customers. He was with a friend. They hopped in his car after leaving the diner, and the topic of our podcast sped off, very angry, going at high speeds because he was outraged that he would be treated like that. He lost control of the car and crashed into a telephone pole. Still facing discrimination, he was taken to the closest black hospital in Raleigh, North Carolina. That is where he died at age 68. In 2012, the city of Galveston dedicated a park in his memory. And on May 24th, 2018, 105 years after he was convicted of violating the Mann Act, President Trump issued a full pardon to the topic of our podcast, former heavyweight champ Jack Johnson. Born from two former slaves, part of a family with nine children and very humble upbringings, growing up into one of the most decorated heavyweight champions in the history of boxing. Jack Johnson will always be remembered. In his words, I'm Jack Johnson, heavyweight champion of the world. I'm black. They'll never let me forget it. I'm black, all right. I'll never let them forget it. And now you know the rest of the story. Thank you for listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Don't forget to visit Lyft. Sign up for the Lyft ride-sharing service. Whether you want to be a first-time customer or a first-time driver, set up your account. Use discount code Derek, D-E-R-E-K, 605503, and get your discount if it's your first ride up to $20, or get your sign-on bonus by completing your first 100 rides in your first 30 days. Discount code Derek, D-E-R-E-K-6-0-5-5-0-3. Good day.